listening to another L&D podcast, hosted by myself, Orash Maznane, and Paul Richardson. In this episode of the podcast, um, we're focusing on influencing upwards. And I suppose the reason that we selected this topic was quite often uh, I would read articles, see posts from people on Twitter, LinkedIn, listen to podcasts, and there's loads of great ideas in terms of how L&D can pivot to be more effective, how it can evolve, how it can change, and, and, and really move a needle, so to speak, on performance and offer genuine value that can be demonstrated. And I often find that these things are teeming with great ideas, but then I go back to the real world and I often find it a struggle because there's a disparity between what actually is happening in L&D functions in the real world and what's actually happening and being discussed in terms of the online space with a lot of thought leaders and, and, and great thinkers. And I, I guess... The challenge really is that it feels as though all these great ideas and all, all these great things really, really, I suppose, would would require somebody in a in a authoritative position to to kickstart in an L and D function. And I think quite often, if you're listening or reading to them and you are at the bottom of the org chart or uh, the bottom of a food chain, as I, uh, as I described earlier, <laughs> then it can be quite challenging. So you have to think, well, I can't just go in and say, okay, we're going to change the way L&D operates in this, in this organization. This is how we're going to do things. So there's a real, there's a real challenge to try and influence and, and try and make things see see people see things differently. Um, so that's where that came came about. And just to throw a a movie quote, which was something me and a former colleague uh, used to always do. Uh, we used to always find a way to kind of uh, find a movie quote to relate to the situation that we were working in when working on a project, but I always think, uh, as Morpheus says in The Matrix, there's a difference between uh, knowing the path mm. and walking it, and I often find that that is a challenge. It's like I, I read and see all this stuff, and I know what the right thing should be, but the, the challenge is actually walking it. Do you know, yeah, and, 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 and almost as you've, as you've said that introduction there, Arash, you've opened up a load of other things that this could lead into in many ways, and I... I including communication, obviously, and the communications within uh, a structure uh, in a group. Uh, one of the things that's immediately come to my mind on the back of what you've said there is that you and I, in just in the short, relatively short time, in terms of a career, relatively short time that we've been doing these podcasts, we've, we must have touched on already hundreds of, of, of ideas that were relatively new to at least one of us. And that we've thought, you know, I want to go, as you rightly said, you go back to reality. I want to go back and I want to implement at least some of those ideas or I want to to do, you know, to get my organization to work in that way. 
and it is it is frustrating and you're right it is difficult um and i i i i sort of i think the main barrier for me to getting something new to be at least considered sort of onto the table for consideration um and a new way of working they sort of separating maybe into two they separate into ideas and, and and things that you can demonstrate to other people through the way that you work without changing any sort of processes or structures within the organization if that makes sense so they're things that you can just do by example even though you're pond life or at the bottom of the organization uh, other people can see you doing that and, and and through recognizing the what's happening with your work and that then it's how effective it is um and seeing you do it think yeah so that's that works what's that that you're doing there um <coughs> pardon me i think the the other is where it, 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 unless you've got a, a sort of a, a collegiate approach where um hierarchical the hierarchy of your of your l and d team or of your business is is not pronounced so that people in those uh, uh those those higher levels are actually prepared to, to treat an idea that someone has a, a lower level within that structure with equal merit to uh, to any other idea and that i call that a collegiate approach effectively it doesn't matter what your title is you know everybody has got a um a, a chance to influence the direction of the travel of the group um if that doesn't exist then it, it, it's just you you end up being a, the voice in the wilderness i think um so it's more mm-hmm. about uh, pardon me i've got a a tickle in my throat always <coughs> I apologize. Yeah, it's more about getting people to it's more about how to get people to work in that way, to take away that hierarchical side um to things and be open to ideas. So the first step for me is is in is in getting people to allow themselves to be influenced and then to do the influencing. And I'm not saying there's an answer to that or it's easy mm-hmm. but I think you can, through your own behaviours um, and through the way you you, you operate and use uh, uh, creativity, you can probably help to influence your organisation into having that uh, more of a collegiate approach. An example of that would be, um, I think I've got, I've been through people recognising the way that I work and some of the creative things that I've done people have come to me from different levels. So they've come sort of, you know, an email or a, a call. Oh, can I just have your advice on this? So I've been brought into conversations sometimes and brought into calls, you know, the, the traditional way that we, uh, even in the old days before COVID, we used to um, uh, speak to each other on, on calls, and endless calls. I've got onto calls and brought into discussions about things through that process of people coming and, and, and seeing something that I've done and, and, and wanting to involve me in it. And I guess when those opportunities arise, that's when you need to to put your, your new stuff in there and you need to showcase it. Um, and it's, it's waiting and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, how long you're prepared to wait for those opportunities to come. Sometimes the best ways of doing the influence are not the ones that, you know, are not the boss. Um, it's not that always the, the, the 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 traditional route 
that uh, that leads to you getting a chance to put that across, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's um <clears throat> I think it's an interesting one for sure. Um there's one thing that I wanted to jump back to that you 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 said um or one thing that I'd like to mm. touch on mm. in a moment that you said and just for you to to expand a little bit more. But I think so for me, I think I'm in a weird, not a weird, but a slightly uh, not strange position, but a, a a different position and a, a new position. And I think that that kind of has taken some getting used to. So in my old organization, I had through experience doing the role in that in that organization and getting good feedback and managers being impressed with the work I was producing and the ideas that were sharing. I think over time I had built up credit, clout, kudos, whatever you want to call it. So I was in a position where I would often get somebody knocking on my door and they were, whether it be my manager or my manager's manager, and they'd be like, oh, actually, we want you to, there's this work stream going on. We want you to uh, be involved in it or we want you to uh, share your thoughts on this. Or it would be a case that I would be sharing things in a collective space, whether that be Yammer or, or asking questions or, on there or, or, or what have you. And I think over time that, that meant that, although I still didn't have, maybe the influence that I would have liked, I probably hadn't, or at least felt like I had more than I, than I had now. So I think there's an element of being able to influence just through your own, or at least open the door to influence just from the impact that you mm -hmm. can have through your job, mm -hmm. just what you do day to day. So consistently showing up and doing a great job and I think that will start to open uh, doors yeah. uh, for sure. So I think there's there's that. I think just being keen and uh, motivated in terms of going outside of your organization and, and looking at what people are saying and or even outside of the industry and, 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 and seeing what new ideas are, are out there and bringing them back because that's something that I – I may be wrong, but that's something that my perception is that I don't really see many other people doing that. I feel as though there's a lot of a lot of people that have got to where they've got to and they know what they know and that's then that's what they hang their hat on. Um I may be wrong, but that's, that's my perception, perception too. That's my perception I've, too. I've, I've had. Definitely. So so I think you have to have an appetite that first for for wanting to find out more, wanting to develop, wanting to know more. And I think that actually as a as as somebody who has learning in your title or your part of that part of a business, I think it, it should just be a given that that's something that you're keen in, in doing yourself. So I think that's definitely definitely um an immediate thing that you can do without even having to have a conversation with other individuals. I also think that 
although I kind of moaned at the beginning of the, the, this episode about not have, being able to to have much sway on 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 things, I think there are things that I know that I can do when in terms of implementing new ideas and, and having new conversations based on some of the things I've seen, read, heard out there in the, uh, in the L&D uh, stratosphere. And that might be just starting to have different conversations with stakeholders. It might be instead of just constantly um, saying that or oh, the solution I'm going to build or propose for you is an e-learning module or is a face-to-face um, mm. classroom session and maybe a case that you go well actually I'm going to create some resources mm. for you because that's the right thing um, and yeah so I think there's there's definitely things that potentially you could do in in the, the space that, that you're in so I think that's one thing is identifying, well, okay, so you might not be able to pivot an entire L&D function by yourself, but what can you do? What can you take from some of these things you've seen and you've heard and you've read about and start to implement that you can do in your own role, but you don't need anybody else's um, permission or influence to, to do. But one of the things I want to just kind of uh, ask you more about is, so right at the beginning, it's something that I'd not really given much thought to. I, obviously, we jumped off talking about how you can influence others. And, and you talked about how you can, I don't know what the exact phrase you use, but how you can actually set people up to be influenced. Um, so talk to me a little okay, bit so more think, about that. Um, that, for me, it's it's... So I, I go back a little bit. I used to, I used to be in, back in the day. I used to be involved in politics, um, actively involved in politics, and I recognised that if you had a view on something, if you um, had a, a, a sort of an agenda uh, that, that you wanted to to get adopted, there's a sort of a uh, you can do it through the power of uh, of your um, rhetoric and, and and your power of your argument. But actually, probably the more effective way is just to keep chipping away, never stop chipping away. And what I mean by that is, um, if you if you've got somebody who you want to, or a group, or, a, or an organisation that you want to set up to be influenced more by you, then whatever it is that you you want in to get done um, and to influence them on, it's to attach it. Whenever you see the opportunity in a discussion, even though you might be at the bottom of that ladder, bottom of that hierarchy, every time there's a discussion, mention it. Uh, you're rather, you're, you're quite good at this. Uh, I'll give you an example from, from you. You can always say, I was reading an article, or you can always say, and it relates to something I once read, or I once heard this being described and you'll give a sort of a little almost like a if it were in text it'd be an in brackets reference to to what it is and mm -hmm. i think if you do that and consistently do it uh every opportunity that you get eventually eventually people are will, will start to look at it will start to think what's that he's talking about i've started to to add um at the end of bits of learning that i've done um 
even entry-level stuff, even for new starts, I've started to add further reading uh, links um, that go out with the um, uh, when we're asking for evaluation um, for people. And mm-hmm. I think you can do that on emails. I think you can do that when you're when you're uh, sort of talking to someone, and you've you've just given the example there of uh, someone's uh, you, you're doing something for a work string. I think you can uh, put links into why you've made the decision, why you're going down the route, or why you're suggesting, or why you want that. You're going to do that in a particular way. You can be more explicit about what it is that you're relating that to, and I think that sort of thing puts people into that place where there there's a sort of a on the face of it it's just showing your intellectual rigor in you know this is this is why i'm doing this it's not just i've woken up this morning and decided i want to do more face-to-face sessions because i'm a bit bored with e-learning um the reason i'm suggesting e-learning or the reason i'm suggesting face-to-face is based on this and oh you might want to read this as well i don't know i I think that's that's part of the Mm -hmm. uh of, of, of the approach I mean, we're specifically thinking about people who, like ourselves, are not in the uh, upper echelons of the hierarchy and how we can do it. And I think that sort of uh, almost like a political activist approach to getting something done. And hopefully, I mean, if you believe it, Arash, if, if you, which I know we do, that, you, that it's the right thing to do, um, then even at that, you know, eventually you'll get a first follower, you know, the, the first follower thing. Um, Within your yeah. organization, and then, and yeah. then you know, then it starts to uh, to work. I, I, in physics, there's a um, there's a bit of science that says uh, bubbles are really hard to form. Um, if you, when you first start blowing a balloon, it's the hardest parts, the first couple of bits to get it started, and then it blows up quite easily after that. And it's the same with the with with bubbles. Anyway, they need what's called a nucleation point, a little imperfection somewhere that's that allows for that first little bit of the bubble to form. And then eventually it gets up to its, uh, its normal size. So nuclear, I've always thought I, I want to be a nucleation point. I want to be that bit that just does that little bit of hard work around getting something set up. And then people around me then will, uh, mm-hmm. will start to be uh, more understanding and, uh, and amenable to the idea of some of the things that I'm trying to promote. Um, and it'll get that little bit easier. So, yeah, make yourself a nucleation point. <laughs> I like, I like that uh, that analogy. I so what I did do prior to us having this conversation because we had discussed it a week ago um, that this would be the topic. So I did actually put a post on Twitter and and LinkedIn just to see if anybody would bite in terms of well what what tips do people have this is the situation how would you how do you influence upwards within your own function i.e you influencing your manager your manager's manager or the head of function i didn't get tons of responses i got a couple of responses so something that i'd had said to me in the past when i'd expressed this this feeling i suppose of 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 how do you how do you actually influence when you're in in a position um, at at the bottom? And someone kind of said to me was the main thing you can do is just ask questions is just question things. So when people are are suggesting something, it's like, well, why, why are we doing that? Or 
um, what, why is that the most effective way of doing it? Or why aren't we doing this? Or have we ever considered this? And, and, mm-hmm. and challenge and question. And then that gets people obviously starting to reflect on, on the way that things are. And, and I think that's a, that's a good starting point because sometimes things are the way that they are because nobody's ever stopped and paused to actually reflect and go, oh, actually, yeah, yeah why are we doing pause, it this way? Yeah. <laughs> um, and especially like... Yeah. Yeah, especially if especially if you can then go well, maybe this doing it this way would be a, a a better, easier, more cost efficient, timely way of doing things. So that was one thing that I just remember somebody else telling me. In terms of the the question that I posed on Twitter and LinkedIn, the responses that I got. So the first response was um, saying that it's all about uh, self confidence and boldness and having the confidence to believe in what you, that what you say is valuable and speaking out and sticking mm-hmm. your, your neck on the line, which is quite a, uh, felt like quite a cavalier approach, which is probably more aligned with what I, t- I tend to do. I kind of sort of try and shout from the rooftops and then um, often get frustrated when, when no one's listening. Um, but the other approach was a little bit more, I don't know, a, a bit more nuanced, a bit more, not considered, because I think the other one was considered, but was a little bit more uh, detailed. Just like, well, I guess it was just a different approach. So the other one was about identifying colleagues mm. and their drivers. So uh, looking at how they communicate, are they the sort of person that are detailed or data-driven? Um, do they have a need for lots of reassurance, i.e. are they somebody that's going to expect that you've done your due diligence around costs or risks before they'll actually uh, consider things. So I thought that was, again, a slightly slightly different approach in terms of tailoring or or identifying people in, in, in your organization specifically that you want to influence and then just almost feels like mm. coming up with a scouting report on them and, and saying, well, okay, what what's their personality like? How do they like to communicate? What what if I were to approach them with something, what would be Love their it. response, et cetera? So, so I actually, think both of them think, are really great. I think, a, I think valid I've responses. sort of got from that the two. There's, some, there's something about what I'm saying, which is the chipping away, and that's across the piece. That's in every conversation you know a bit like when when you're launching somewhat like a customer academy and you decide every every piece of e-learning and every piece of face-to-face learning is going to have in the last section a little advert if you like for other things you could do in the customer academy it's probably the single most way the single most effective yeah. way far more than any comms you might get involved in of getting people to interact if you just while they're in the process of going through a piece of learning or interacting with a piece of learning you, you, you show people that this is, this is a, exists and they could go away. That's my, that's the basis really for my chipping away approach. But I think what you've just said, alongside that, as a secondary uh, front, identifying individuals. You're right. People who mention that they've read books, so I think, or read articles, or that they read or talk about uh, L and D more widely. You're right. I think you know, despite the fact that it shouldn't be like this, there's a hell of a lot of people who feel like they've been there and they've done that for the research and reading in this in, in, in L&D. 
and they've got what they need to be to do the job, so they're not going to do any more. I'm not trying to say that's the mindset, but that's the reality of 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 what of of, of the approach of people. Uh, but that's not everybody, is it? And it's sometimes surprising. It's not, you know. I think we mm-hmm. both experienced where we did a podcast, and you know, podcast on a particular subject will, will, will be will be in, somebody be into it, possibly in the level above or in a very in a high level within your your hierarchy, and they'll respond to it, and that's your that's your in, isn't it? That's your okay. So that subject is something that this person. So when I'm when I'm trying to influence in future. Uh, in this particular case I'm thinking of, I'll mention about the impact it has on the culture of an organisation because that's something that I know that person will, will hang their coat on. Yeah. Uh, equally, you know, it, you can tell sometimes if you just go to somebody's desk or you're visiting their site for the first time and you can see that in the office or on their desk they've got some, they've got some books, you know, some uh, black box thinking or whatever it might be. There's an in there that... You know, I've read another book. You, this is what you would do. This is what you would say. I've read another book by that author. Or do you know there's also this area that's related to that? And there's this book. So I don't know. Or there's an article that I've read. I think I think that's absolutely right. I think I think people. I think there's an assumption that that people that it's almost. I don't know. I, I think some some people within L and D think it's almost embarrassing to say that you're still learning and developing your ideas and and, and, and mm. enthusiastic um, about things. Uh, I, I, it's sad to say that, but I, d- I don't think that's just in L&D, actually. I think in terms of learning, I, I, my experience in schools, you know, you get there's a so, some particularly some older uh, teachers uh, stop their interest in their subject and in the process of, of, of education and learning. Um so I think it's it's not just, to say it's just L and D would be wrong, but I think it's there's equal there are some people who continue it forever, um, and it, it, they're they're the in they're the foot in the door um, to try and, uh, and 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 keep the and get the reinvigorate that process I guess within organisations. Yeah, yeah, I think as well one thing that sprang to my mind while you were talking was mm. about using data to help influence. And I know that it's difficult just because how poorly L and D as we touched on in the last episode. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, go listen to that episode. Uh, but yeah, how we touched on how poorly L and D can be in terms of actually having evidence to show how the impact of of what it does. So obviously we have surface level, did you like the training? How would you score it? Yay, everyone give it a thumbs up kind of thing. But if there's other data, or even if there's just that data, I think any data that you can gather to support your argument, then it's difficult to argue with cold hard facts. So if you can maybe as I touched on in the position that you're in now start to do things a little bit differently have conversations with stakeholders get their sort of anecdotal feedback how how did how was it how did you feel about etc um maybe do something differently in terms of actually what you deliver and get the audience feedback 
even just speaking to the audience full stop, which is a massive thing, but we don't really do, or we're quite poor at, poor at in L and D. From my experience, is is speaking to the audience, and and if the people you are designing for are telling you this is what we want, and you deliver that, then <laughs> then surely that's 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 the ultimate win. So I think any any evidence you can you can you can collate and 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 use to to help support any sort of challenge or argument or proposition you're putting forward mm. i think that's something else that that can only help the matter as opposed to i like i like that back. And, and it's interesting i think i think we've got we've got a few prongs here we've got we've got what we, what we've said so far is be good at your job be good at what you do first and foremost be be that person be a, a sort of demonstrate the things that you're trying to uh, influence people to do yourself where you can. We've got chip away. So every opportunity to get mention the uh, theory or the article or the whatever it might be that's, that started you off in the first place to try and get others to do it. Uh, go for the low-hanging fruit in terms of people within the hierarchy who are clearly open to that kind of and demonstrate uh, behaviours um, or habits that it's clear that they're open to the idea of, of, of new ideas and to be influenced. And then as you're saying, if you've got, if there's evidence and there's data available that, that reinforce what you're trying to uh, influence people to do, don't be shy, uh, you know, absolutely uh, point it out because mm -hmm. ultimately there are amongst that other group of people who are not necessarily open to being influenced that, you know, like you say, facts and figures don't lie. Um, and, you know, there's a whole set of personalities in there that that when confronted with, uh, with 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 that, they they will start to consider things. Um, a whole other group of people. So I think those are all. Yeah. I mean, they sound like common sense, but actually, it's easy to when you start to be when you start to feel a bit world weary and uh, a bit frustrated. It's easy to forget um, those things. Um, and those little again, I, I, I'm just going back a little bit onto the uh, onto the one about low hanging fruit and, and the people who, you know, canteen conversations. I know we're not having those at the moment, but you know, me and you, uh, our com these conversations started as canteen conversations, didn't they, or uh, coffee time conversations? And people wanted Absolutely. it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. People wanted to come and join those conversations, um, and it. it, it not all always yeah. just our direct colleagues, but you know, lots of different people would come and get involved in them, or people would come and we'd be talking and they'd stay and listen to a bit what we were talking about. Um, I think keeping an keeping an eye on that and who who was it and what did they say, you know what I mean? Um, it, it's a never ending. It's mm -hmm. it's, a, it's the reason for yeah. my analogy to the political thing before was it, it, that's a little bit how you know not sort of politics in the accepted sense, but the, the ideas, political ideas develop in that way, the way that we've described. They don't, they don't develop by somebody at the top saying, I've had a really good idea, elect me. The, the, the movements sort of come about through a percolation and, and conversations and people linking together where they see that they've got some affinity uh, with, 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 with a group of other people. And I think there's a similarity 
with um, uh, what you were just pointing out about facts and figures. Then the you know when people see that the facts and figures of the, of, of what's going on around them link to a particular idea that's in circulation, they'll make that connection. It's exactly the same for me. It's a very similar sort of um, process that goes on. You can find me at Orash Mazanane on Twitter and Orash Razai Mazanane on LinkedIn. And you can find me on LinkedIn by searching Paul Richardson. Thanks for listening.